most wonderful time of the year. Gotta put the snaps in it. Cause the British Soap Awards are almost here. Hey everybody, <laughs> this is Jay, aka Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 2019 British Soap Awards special. I am here with my girl, my partner in crime, the Jackson to my Aaron, a Miss Lindsay Charity Amanda. How you doing, girl? Hello, how are y'all doing? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sad because the love of my life, Robert, is nowhere on the British Soap Award oh. list. How am I going to deal? You know what makes that even worse? Aaron's not on the list anymore either. So, hallelujah, everybody. <laughs> But we're the best couple that ever coupled. How could the the nominating committee snub us like this? Because the nominating committee had nothing to do with it, and it was human vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, the real is is because it is not what Jackson would have wanted. <laughs> Her brain. Oh my god. Yeah, so we are back to talk about my favorite award show of the year. And I actually started, like I typically do every year, by listening to last year's show. And baby girl, last year at this time, we were talking about you going to see Avengers. Yeah. And Kate Oates being replaced by Ian McLeod. Yeah. This year... Ian McLeod is on Corey, and what we didn't know last year was Kate Oates is now running EastEnders and Casualty and Hobie City, and both you and I saw Batman and Superman die during Avengers Endgame. Is this a Black Mirror episode, girl? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Superman both deserved to die. <laughs> Do you think the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to survive without Batman and Superman to guide their every move going forward? I believe so, because I think Spider-Man can do it now. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> because Tom Holland is awesome. Look here. I love me some Tom Holland. I was concerned about them redoing Spider-Man because, look, I hated Tobey Maguire, loved yep. Andrew Garfield, and yep. was not looking forward to anybody replacing him. Tom Holland is a king. I got to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, God. Yes. So uh, for those of you who didn't uh, watch Endgame yet, I hope you don't aren't too mad at us for spoiling that Superman and Batman died. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks. Y'all should have seen it already anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, yeah, it's been a couple weeks. You, you should have seen it. If you haven't, you fail as a Marvel fan. You fail at life. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. If you fail as a Marvel fan, you fail at life. I have a Guardian picture hand-drawn on my wall right now. I'm looking at it. Ooh. And I have... A little figurine which I've turned so that I can see America's ass every time I look at my computer. <laughs> Does everybody 
loves America's ass. Yes, God. See, I knew that A on the top of his uh, his uh, little face mask was for ass. I always knew it. <laughs> and did you see how slick they were with it? Like the first shot of Captain America in that movie was his ass with those that those shorts like all tight on it so you can see the little crack. I'm like, all right, Avengers, y'all go ahead on. <laughs> Yes. Y'all go watch in games. It's awesome. <laughs> Get it Only done. Worth the three hours and take tissues. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, now that we've turned this into the British Soap Avengers podcast, we're going to slip back to <laughs> the VSAs and get into the uh, our run through of the nominees for the 2019 British Soap Awards. Uh, as every year, I'll let you guys know that we are not covering doctors because we do not watch that soap. How we cover things is we are going to run through the categories and tell you who we think should win and who had better not walk their ass across that stage. Okay. <laughs> Everyone that I agree with in the better not walk across that stage thing in every single one of these. <laughs> now I will admit this year is going to be tough. I will say in all the years that we have been doing this, this has been the most difficult year for me to select yep. winners in every category. Typically in, I'd say 85% of the category, it's an easy pick. I think yep. this is about 50-50 this year. This is definitely the best crop of talent in these categories and so many of them were so good. Like, I was surprised with how much of a struggle I was having uh, this year. So I had planned to come on here and tell you guys that we were going to have to rely mostly on uh, my girl Lindsay's picks for the British Soap Award winners, but she ain't picking none. <laughs> Neither, so. It was like, I read the list, and it, it, it's hard, man. It, it, it was so difficult. I mean, I have a couple of them that I have hardcore choices for. Yes. But, like, best newcomer, I am having problems with. Oh, girl, bye. That's where we're going to start. And please, that was easy for me. <laughs> so, all right. So, we're going to run through this, y'all, and we are going to do the best we can. We're going to work it out as best we can. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, here we go. Best newcomer won last year by Lorraine Stanley's Karen on EastEnders. Yes. Up for the nomination are uh, on Hollyoaks, Talia Grant, who plays Brooke Hathaway. Uh, on Emmerdale, James Moore, who plays Ryan Stocks. On Coronation Street, uh, Alexandra Mardell, who plays Emma Brooker. And the one who my girl should have picked easily, just like I have, to better not walk their ass across that goddamn stage because he's been annoying as fuck since the day he oh, came yeah. to the show and he's crazy yeah. as hell. <laughs> East Enders Ricky Chap Stuart Highway Hell No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that one I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Girl best newcomer was easy. I was a like, girl behind. Get out of here, Stuart. <laughs> Every category yeah, where Stuart was that, there, I that was that like, one nope. Was the, easy bit. the hard bit was picking between James Moore and uh Talia Grant. See, not for me. James is a boss. He's already won. I love him. He's been great since the first episode. It was easy for me. That's my pick for best newcomer. Talia, I like, but because I haven't watched a lot of Hollyoaks, I don't have as much experience with her. So, yeah, so, for me, it was easy. James, yes. Ricky, no. <laughs> well, basically, they have more or less three people with brain disabilities. Mm. 
as the other three things. But, but not Emma. Emma's not. Emma's stupid. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has cerebral palsy, and Brooke Hathaway has, um, shit, uh, I can't even think of what the condition is right now. Autism. And and the way they're dealing with the autism on Hollyoaks is really good and how they have specific things done because the girl actually has autism too, just mm. like, you know. So it's kind of hard to actually pick between the two, but I do agree that since Ryan, or since James Moore has been on Emmerdale, it has been absolutely a wonderful thing to see. Yes, he's a boss. Because, him. you know, I have cerebral palsy as well. Not as extreme of a case, mm-hmm. but I have it too. So I, you know, <laughs> I empathize with him a bit more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I think I remember you telling me about that. Four, uh, I think when we were talking about him on one of the other shows, but yet yeah, the guy, he's just, he's awesome. He's just an excellent actor, clicks with everybody. They yep. give him heavy material. He lifts it, rises to the occasion. Yeah. I think that's easily the pick. Next category is best young performance. One in 2018 by Isabel Steele's Queen Liv on Emmerdale, who <laughs> I love blackmailing the hell out of that trifling ass Maya (laughs) yes up for the award this year are on Emmerdale Joanne Plant who plays Jacob Gallagher on Hollyoaks Lacey Findlay who plays Dee Dee Hutchinson on Coronation Street uh, Elle Mulvaney who plays Amy Barlow and on EastEnders Carolia Fernandez who plays Bailey Barker. All right, baby girl, we'll let you start this one off. Who is your pick for? Well, I'll let you pick. Better not walk across that stage or she get it. What's your Oh, hell yeah, Jake. I, I, I'm over Jake. Jake. Jake needs to just calm the fuck down. So, yeah, he's not walking across the stage. <laughs> but I want Bailey to walk across that stage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. She's, she's gone through more crap than, I mean, like, Little Girl Who Plays Dee Dee did some really good stuff, you know, just laying in a bed asking if she's dying and if she's going to go to heaven and all this stuff, but uh, this care girl that pops on my TV and is that just wants to play soccer and be a normal kid while taking care of her mom what, because nobody else can, is just, yeah. If she doesn't win, I, I'll protest. Yeah, I'll, the, the girl I'll is protest. fire. The I'll girl protest. is fire. I love that little sister. She reminds me of Robin Scorpion General Hospital when she was a little girl. Yeah. Like, the depth of her knowledge of acting to be so young it's beyond. So she was easily my pick for best young performance because I have 
I have loved this little sister from the moment I saw her on screen. She is just fabulous. And she immediately, in my opinion, like rehabbed Mitch, who I was not feeling at first. But I think the partnership between those two has been excellent for the show. Now, I gave my homeboy Jacob some love, too, because this one was a hard category for me. So, again, because I haven't been watching How Lips, can't speak on uh, Dee Dee. Uh, Amy, I think L won like two years ago, so uh, and I who think, was her? Uh, are they just giving her the stuff for the pregnancy storyline? That's what I'm assuming. So, because she didn't do much under Kate Oates, right? But I Other actually, than, you know, the whole uh, contact thing, but yeah. other than that, I didn't really see all that much it's, from her. Yeah, no. But. I am going to give love to Joanne Plant, who I have loved forever as Jacob Gallagher, because I think my dude is definitely doing a good job being a kid who's being manipulated by a sexual predator. Like, he has been an excellent actor from the jump, and in this right. storyline, yes, he is frustrating, but he's being manipulated. And I feel like the way he is responding is the way that a young person who is being manipulated would, because that Maya is taking him for a ride. So, I actually was having a hard time picking between Kara and uh, Jacob, so I said if either of them win, okay, but I want to give the edge to Kara, but if my Jacob wins, I'll understand. <laughs> so, yes. Kara or or, or or Joe, I'm good with, but I hear you like he been walking sex across that stage. I understand. <laughs> so, best on-screen partnership won by the people that you and I picked for the win. Yeah. <laughs> Thompson Dwyer and uh, Theo Graham's Prince and Hunter on Hollyoaks. Uh, so, this year, the nominees are on Emmerdale, Lucy Pargner and Dominic Brunts, who play Chaz and Patty. Uh, on EastEnders, Carolee Fernandez and Roger Griffith, who play uh, Bailey and Mitch. <laughs> on Corey, uh, Kate Ford and Simon Gregson, who play Stacy, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy and Teve. <laughs> And then on Holly Oaks, Alex Fletcher and Nick Prickard, who play Tyann and Donnie. <laughs> yep. And All to right, be so honest, go ahead. those are the two I want to not walk across the stage. Same. 99% of the time they fought. And for a good two, three month period, Nick Prickard wasn't even there. And Diane was sitting there crying because Tony left her. So if they walk across the stage, I quit. Um, <laughs> I was having a really hard time between Carolia Fernandez and Roger Griffith and Lucy and Dominic. Yep, same. But I am edging it out to Lucy and Dominic. Okay. I, I, I know you're probably going in the opposite direction. Well, no, no. I had the exact same. Like, I didn't pick between those two. I had both of them up for my uh, my picks for they could win. But because you went for Lucy and Dominic, I will go for Kara and Roger just to leave it ambiguous. Fair <laughs> enough. We were the that same. Way we'll, that way we'll know who's right when the time comes. Because I have no doubt in my mind if Tracy and Steve walk over that stage <laughs> for comedic value. They need to be a best comedy if they want the win. <laughs> yep. 
Chaz and Patty handling the death of that child was everything, you know. So, whew, that uh, that that's that's gonna be tough to beat. But like I just said a minute ago, that connection between Bailey and Mitch, uh, they are showing what a black father and a black daughter they are they are showing that love that we don't usually get to see. When uh, John York first had Mitch on EastEnders, he was doing that stereotypical black daddy thing. He's trifling, he's thieving, he's no good for his family, right? But when York and or Oates, I don't know who's responsible, brought him back with Mitch, now we see that his theft was because he was trying to get quick money to help his daughter and his dying baby mother be able to make it a little bit longer. Like, that was a nice twist to kind of switch up the stereotype and show, you know, that, you know, sometimes when people are committing crimes, it's not for selfish reasons. There's something deeper there. And I feel like everything that EastEnders has done to deepen that relationship between those two, uh, it's just been fantastic. So is that going to be a mother and a, a father dealing with the death of their baby? And as always, Lucy and Dominic always bring it. I doubt it, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I, I doubt both. it. Yes. But it's a between those two, it's gonna be kind of tough to fight it out. I think. Yes. Agreed, because you, and depending on what scenes they submitted, like I don't know if is it gonna be Mitch and Bailey with Bailey's dying mom, and if it's gonna be that versus Chaz and Patty and their dying baby. Who? What you? What you gonna do? So yes, if either of them win, I'm good. But you know, since my girl picked Chaz and Patty, I'll pick Bailey and Mitch. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. All right, and let's switch into best comedy performance, uh, which is won in 2018 by Ian Midlane's Al from Doctors. Uh, for the nominees this year, who Jesus Christ, this nominee list, oh my God. This was the first one where all four was like hard as hell for me. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> so let's go through them. Up on Coronation Street is Patty Claire's Mary Taylor. On EastEnders, Tamika Empson's fabulous Kim Fox. On Emmerdale, the best child biter in all of soap history, Nicola Wheeler, who is Nicola... King? Yeah, I don't know. What, what was I doing when I typed this out? Kine? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nicola King. <laughs> Jesus. And just like last year, last year on Corey, I didn't know that Corey's Nicola, who was up for a nomination last year, was also named Nicola. I didn't know that Emmerdale's Nicola was really named Nicola, so <laughs> I think that's fabulous. And then, uh, last one on Hollyoaks, uh, Jessamy Stoddard, who plays Liberty Savage. Look, I love all four of these women. I could not pick any one of them. I don't care. Any of them win. I'm good. (laughs) What you got, boo? One iffy thing about this list, though, is I don't really remember Patty Claire ever really being funny. Everything she did for, well, except for, like, the first half of the year when, you know, she did have some funny bits. The entire second half of the year, right before Who's the Space took over, was all dramatic and sad and fighty and obnoxious. So, I don't want her to win. <laughs> all the rest of them can walk across the stage if they want to. <laughs> yeah. I think 
Uh, Ian's had her doing a couple more comedy little bits since he took over because I've heard some stuff like there was this plot where uh, uh, Tyrone thought that she was in love with him. What? I know. So there was some hijinks that went around that and I'm wondering if that may be what was submitted for that time. Sitting there reading down the list, and I'm like, why is Mary Taylor on this list? She didn't do anything funny. <laughs> and even in the, the Kate Oates stuff, like, Kate Oates had her more dramatic, but, you know, just because of her nature, like, she she does have some little comical things she does uh, here and there. So, you know, there was a time I was completely anti-Patty Claire, but look, the way Kate Oates scripted her during her storyline with her son was fabulous and showed the depth of the range of this woman. So, that's why I'm like, even if it's her, I'm good with it. I, I love my, you know, look, I uh, love... Yeah, I'm like, if, if, if she walks across, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't see her meant to be as funny and put into the comedy performance choice. I see her more in the dramatic performance later on sort of thing. Not 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 in comedy though. That that just seems like in a weird place to put her based on her Kate Oates time for the majority of last year. Right. Um, uh, you gotta remember there's been six years <laughs> i mean or there's just been about six months since then well maybe maybe more like four months since then so yeah I, I, that's why i think that she is is in there but yeah we'll we'll see what happens but um listen i she's the only one who i uh did not uh like from the first episode but i'm looking at the past award winning list so uh patty claire did win this award in this category in 2016 so yep. if she doesn't win i'm not tripping did on not, it didn't uh uh norris go and accept her award for yeah i remember that year she wasn't there and then i see it's listed as well that um oh no she didn't win but she was uh nominated oh wait she won two times she won in 2013 in the same category as well. So she's won this award twice. So if she doesn't get it, that's cool. So, But what I was going to say was I have loved uh, Tamika Empson since Beautiful Thing. She's fabulous. I've loved her since day one on EastEnders. Nicola Wheeler, she was uh, featured my first week watching Emmerdale. And she bit that child for biting her child my first week watching that show. And I loved her immediately. And this girl who they've played, who was recast, Liberty, is Excellent. I oh love my god, her. I know. Oh my she god, she's is so good. quite possibly the best recast yes. of a character on Hollyoaks yes. I've possibly ever seen. Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. <laughs> so if any of them win, I'm good. Tough pick. Love them all. <laughs> yes. All right. So villain of the year. I have Eighteen by our dearly sniff sniff departed sniff sniff Pat Feelin Connor McIntyre's Pat Feelin don't Pat, worry cry 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 weep weep <laughs> yes so up uh, for the award this year are on Hollyoaks uh, Nathan Sussex who played Buster Smith uh, on 
EastEnders, Ricky Champ, who better not walk his ass across that stage. Uh, for Coronation Street, Greg Wood, who plays Trevor Nick ne- <laughs> Trevor Rick Neeland Royal. <laughs> and on Emmerdale, queen of all queen. things, baddest bitch to hit Emmerdale in forever. Claire King, who better take this shit up? What you got, boo? You see, my my thing is, is we don't watch Coronation Street, so he probably isn't going to watch across the stage anyway. But if Ricky Champ walks across that stage, like I said before, his balls will be in. <laughs> I want Claire Kate. I want I, I want Kim Kate. All hail Queen Kim. She is so good on that show. Oh my god! Just the the energy and the the passion and the way she stirs it up. Like imagine if Michael Parr was still on the show, and then there was a a love between Kim Tate and Ross Barton, baby. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> It'd be, be like she I know who. Kane <laughs> who? No, don't go crazy. It's never going to be Kane who? <laughs> Unless they put him with Rona. <laughs> that, that, that would just be weird. Yes, I couldn't. <laughs> I, think, I think they only keep them apart because that would be weird. Yeah, that's good. I'm good with it. I hope they have a happy life in real life. <laughs> Same. Just like, just like David and uh, Hooserface. Uh, yes. uh, Debbie there. Game started. Yep. I hope they have a happy life in real life. I never need to see them pair <laughs> on my screen. No, thank you. <laughs> yes. But yes, uh, look here. Claire King has been a ball since her first episode. I see why she is considered to be a legendary character on that show. The woman just has a strength and a passion and a power that is unparalleled. She easily should defeat all the men. It's all men, one woman in this. She needs to take it. <laughs> she needs to lift her a scepter above her head as the rightful owner of Villain of the Year. Because she's a boss. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's all there is to it. <laughs> Agreed. Best Male Dramatic Performance one in 2018 by Ross Adams, great Scott on Hollyoaks. Another one that you and I picked and called, baby. <laughs> yes. Up for the nomination this year are on Coronation Street, Rob Mallard, who plays Daniel Osborne. On oh. East Ender, Zach Morris, who plays Keegan Baker. On Emmerdale, Dominic Brunt, who plays Patty Kirk. And on Hollyoaks, uh, Adam Woodward, who plays Brody Hudson. Baby girl, I'll let you take this one because this was not the tough one for me. Give us your thoughts. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, this one was a tough one for me, too, because like I said, I, I actually watched all of Hollyoaks. I'm, I'm caught up to, well, I'm not caught up by any means. But I'm on uh, December 10th right now, and there's somebody on this list on Hollyoaks that I think should be on there with Adam. And I think it's that little boy who plays Ollie because he got the worst of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, between the two of those two, I think they should, like, walk on together and be bosses. But, um, yeah, I had a hard time picking this, you know, between Daniel and the baby and Keegan going through his drug problems, and Patty with the baby. I was having 
still, if any of them market crashed, I'd be okay with it. But, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> okay, so this is what I did with this category. So I agree that all of them should walk across the stage, but there are two that I've, I'm seeing up there more than I'm seeing the other two. So the two that I'm cool being across the stage, although I think it might be tough for them, are uh, Adam Woodward, Brody on Hollyoaks, yeah. and Zach Morris's Keegan on EastEnders. The reason I say that is you're going to have those two who, admittedly, Adam Woodward is excellent in this storyline where he was abused and now he's dealing with his abuser being back. Um, I also think Zach Morris has been excellent in his storyline where Shaquille died. But again, you've got Dead Baby with Dominic Brunt and Patty Kirk. And you've got Girlfriend Dying of Cancer, potentially, with Rob Mallard's Daniel Osborne. Yeah. And I saw the scenes recently where Rob, we both did, where Rob found out that Shanae was lying about having cancer. And whoo, that boy gave the fire. So, I, 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 I don't care if the actor's gay. I wanted to give him a big kiss on the face. Yes, you know, he's so good, you know. But who honestly... I'm, I didn't think about this before, but I'm, I'm thinking it now. I think I'm going to have to edge out Dominic Brunt on, on all this. I think dead baby trumps everything. <laughs> right? If a kid yeah, dies on like, the soap opera. If, if, if I really wanted somebody to go over that stage, it would be Dominic Brunt. Yeah. But if any of those four walked across the stage, I would not hold it against them. Yes. Agreed. So I guess I will say, I think Dominic's going to take it, but any if any of them take it, I'm good with it because they were all excellent. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Best female dramatic performance won in 2018 by Lucy Fallon's Bethany on Corey. Up for the nomination this year for Hollyoaks is Nadine Mulcairin, who plays Cleo McQueen. Uh, Emmerdale's Lucy Pargeter, who plays Chaz Dingle. Uh, EastEnders, Jillian Wright, who plays Jean Slater. And on Coronation Street, uh, Katie McGlynn, who plays Sinead Tanker. Baby girl, who did you... How did you... I don't even know how to ask so, this so question. I'm going to do how I think it should be. Yes. Cleo is not going to walk across that stage. If she does, I will protest. That is the one person I know for a fact that if she walks across that stage, I will quit watching. Um, I feel that we have two cancers and a baby loss. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. One of them is somebody who is a... They both did the same things with the cancer. They both hit it. They both tried to pretend it wasn't there. The only real difference is Zanade was pregnant and could have potentially lost the baby. She didn't, I'm assuming. Uh, but, you know. Yeah, she had her baby. She had the baby and it, it's okay and everything. All yep, good. Yep. All right. So, so, yeah, good stuff happened there. So that's the only reason I am edging out 
her for her edging out Jillian Wright over her because she actually had some good come out of it. I don't know if she's like dying or anything right now or whatnot or, you know, if, you know, she's going through the chemo and all that garbage. But it was like, it was hard to pick. It was like you have two cancers and a lost baby. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't really honest to God pick. It was really hard between those three because they all did a really damn good job. And then you have, you know, Nadine who, you know, I mean, I understand what her plot is and why she, you know, did what she did and why she does what she does. But, you know, I'm not better, and you valid. Like I understand, yeah. They they've had her with the same story long for, for a long time, and you know that's a Hollyoaks thing. If a person has some type of long term issue, let's drag it out as long as possible. Like they did with Maxine being abused for fifty eleven years, and at a certain time, like the sympathy is gone and you're over it. You know, so mm-hmm. when it, when it's the same story every month for three years, I mean, okay, yes, you're struggling with this. Okay, that's nice. Next, <laughs> yes. So for me. Easily, it was it was between Gene Wright and Lucy, uh, uh, Lucy on this one. Gene and Chaz, nothing against Sinead, she's great. Nothing against Cleo, the girl's great. I just felt like those veteran actors were definitely the strongest. So my decision was between okay, Gene Slater, who I've loved forever and who was a boss actress, versus. Uh, Chaz Dingle, right? So initially, I struggled with this, and I actually asked my man. I'm like, okay, look, if you had to choose between Gene on EastEnders and Chaz on Emmerdale, who would you pick? He's like, Gene on EastEnders. What are you talking about? Like, he's like, and he loves Chaz too. He's like, I love Chaz, but you know, Chaz's zones are angry and sad, right? Like that's yep. usually Chaz. He's like, Jillian, Jillian gives you range, like the depth of that woman is something serious. And I was like, you know, you kind of got a point on that And then that coupled with the fact that my girl Lucy is on this list multiple times and this is only the only place where Jillian is. So I was like, okay, got to give it to Jillian. <laughs> my girl Lucy can take best actress like she desires, but <laughs> I got to get it to Jillian. So that's how I edged her out. But Lucy, Lucy was my pick in the short list. Lucy, as I'm revealing now, and you're here in two seconds, is my pick for best actress. So for this one, and oh God, especially after I just saw this week where she, Sean is back, and she is being mama to the max with Sean versus uh, Stacy, baby. Jillian needs to get this award easily. So yeah, best female dramatic performance, Jillian Wright all day every day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Since I spoiled my pick, let's just jump to best actress. We'll come back to the dudes in a minute. <laughs> so, best actress uh, in 2018 went to Lucy Fallon's Bethany on Corey. Up for the nomination this year are two in Hollyoaks. Stephanie Davis is back with Sinead O'Connor. And look here, when I saw that, I was like, I'm mad at you, girl. They let you go on some some dramatic stuff, and then you came back up in here and got your best actress nom. So I am mad at Sister Girl. She's passed her bullying times. I liked her before she left the show. So I am mad at Stephanie Davis on here. I was feeling that. So then also... 
on Hollyoaks, Lauren McQueen, who plays Lily Drinkwell, who was nominated last year. I was listening to our show. She was nominated for something last year. I'll check in a minute. But I like this little actress. And um, have you heard about where her storyline goes? I have. Okay, I'm not here for that. <laughs> so I'm no. glad she's on this list. <laughs> Shucks. And then my girl, Lucy Pargeter, is back uh, as Chaz Dingle. Lorraine Stanley is here as Karen Taylor. I mean, last year she was best newcomer. Now she's best actress. That, that, that exasperated sigh of sadness. <laughs> I mean, I'm, okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it. And, uh, of course, Carla Connor, uh, Allison King, who's always wrecking shop on Coronation Street, is up as well. So, baby girl, take this one first. What were your thoughts on best actress? You see, while I love both the Hollyoaks actresses, I don't think either of them are going to win because, A, Stephanie Davis wasn't on long enough to actually, you know, do anything too productive other than tell Mandy that, you know, her baby has a problem. So, and, and... all I've seen Lily do is cry because Prince has a lump on his ball and won't tell her anything about it. So I don't see why she's there either. Um, I could see Allison King winning it, but I don't think she will. I think the two I would have the most problems between choosing are Lorraine Stanley because, you know... She went from a character that I hated to doing so much flipping awesome stuff this year that made me happy and, you know, I rather enjoy watching her rather than wanting to fast forward through all of her stuff. All the conversations she has with her kids trying to keep them from doing any more stupid shit. The stuff with Keanu this year. You know, all that stuff, that was really good. And Lucy, like, she's, I'm sorry, she's on this multiple times, and I picked her numerous times for stuff, so I'm going to get this one to Lorraine Stanley. What? Don't judge me. I picked her three times already. Either way, one of those two are going to win. You picked her this time. I'll pick Lorraine this time. We'll swing. I cannot believe this is happening. This is a Black Mirror episode. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you seriously picked Lorraine Stanley over Allison King and Lucy Parker. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. Look, I'm going to tell you, I was freaking out because I'm like, okay. I've said this before. Yeah, I think Allison King should walk across there, too. A lot of shit happened with her, too. I, I hear you, but, but I don't... Lorraine Stanley, uh-uh, she ain't giving no best actress nothing this year. Like, okay, she throttled Sharon up against the wall. That was good. She supported her girl, who's gay. That's nice. She told Mitch about himself. Oh, she's fine. I she, think Allison King, okay? <laughs> she, 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 she told Mitch about himself because... He did her dirty, but then she kept falling into his bed. She was too much of silly mama doing too much. You know, I, I can't. Like that's, that's true. I think Lorraine Stanley. Yeah. I still feel like Lorraine Stanley was best as well. Actually, let me change that. I'll fifty-fifty it now. I think Lorraine Stanley was excellent when she played the mother who 
was the woman who was the mother of the girl Jay ended up catching charges over because she was underage, right? Mm. With her recent stuff, with being involved with Mitch and Bailey and helping this little girl uh, deal with the fact that her mom is passing and dealing with Mitch trying to make her the mother of a child, you know, when she's already got six kids, she raised by herself or four kids, whatever, whatever. Like, that's been good. But is it is it best at... Mm. Like, I think my sister girl in Jump, she was best newcomer na- last year. So to jump from best newcomer to best actor, Maybe, I'm like, slow yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, so I'll change my mind. And because I've been so many times, <laughs> you, I'm going to go with Allison King. She's going to win. Listen, you get baby. Allison, King if you're speaking okay. your heart and you really believe the race, Taylor deserves. I'm. I'm just. Sh- I didn't expect you. T- I thought we would be in agreement on this. Like I thought you would say she better not walk her ass across the stage. So I'm kind of surprised. I actually enjoyed her stuff. Just because she's new doesn't mean shit. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't for these new people. And I feel like she's been annoying most of the time, right? But Chaz is never annoying to me. And Carla, well. Yeah, I, I, I used to love Carla, so yeah, I can't give that on Carla neither. Yeah, right? you see, and and the only reason I didn't pick either of the Hollywood people is because they were either whining or they haven't been on long enough in my tenure of watching to prove that they are, you know, or again anyway, that she was worthy of the best actress. So, <sighs> yes. So for me, I ruled out immediately Karen. I ruled out uh, Karen Taylor, Lily Drinkwell, and Sinead O'Connor. Lorraine, Lauren, and Stephanie were immediately out because they were either new or too young. So I was like, no, ma'am. This was immediately a competition between Carla Connor and Chad Stengel. Again, (laughs) you've got dead baby versus Carla going crazy because she felt the guilt of the underworld, uh, you know, killing Rana. Now, I'm not sure that's the scene that's submitted, but when I was listening to Conversation Street talk about it, they were saying that was like best actress worthy material, and I don't doubt it because I know the woman is a boss. Yes. Is that is that crazy going to be dead, baby, though? I don't think so. So, beforehand, okay. I had them split, like if Allison or Lucy take it, I was cool either way. I think Lucy's got this one. I think Lucy's got it, but if Allison takes it, I'm good with it. But, yeah, I think, I think yeah. Lucy... Again, it's dead baby syndrome. You can't trump dead baby. <laughs> you can't trump it. Did so, Stephanie yes. Davis win for dead baby? <laughs> Did she? I don't remember. I don't remember. Let me see here. I don't think she won Best Actress. I don't think she did or not. I don't think she, she might have been nominated, but yeah. long? She never won. She's, she's just been nominated. She was nominated in 2014, and she was nominated in... 20, oh, this just says 2014, 2014. What was this? What is it? So that's 2014. And, oh, she was nominated twice in 2014. But yeah. she did not win. Uh, best Actress, she was nominated in 2014 for Best Actress. That went to uh, Julie, uh, who plays Haley Cropper on uh, yeah. Corey. That was, I think that was her exit year. And then she was also nominated in Best Dramatic Performance. But again, that was a core year. That went to Roy Cropper, David Nielsen, and Corey. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, she was I remember. Nominated. I remember now. So, she was nominated for The Loss of Katie. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. Again, that was dead wife. You can't be fat. <laughs> so, yes. 
But yeah, whew, we'll see how that goes. I did not expect all that drama between us with Best Actress, baby girl. But I, I honestly wasn't sure with that one because I liked everyone's stuff except for Lauren McQueen. If Lorraine and Stanley Peter. walks across that stage, I will never question your judgment again, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt she will. But it was like, it was between those three. And it was really hard to pick. And because, and, and I didn't even think about that at the time that, you know, Allison King was only on the list once. And I was just like, <laughs> well, let's see what, whew, this is going to be a tough year, but I think this award show is going to be excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do I not envy the people making these decisions. In it, man. <laughs> yes. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Let's go to best actor where I think we're going to have less controversy between us. <laughs> so, yes. up for best actor, that was one last year by Jack P. Shepard's David on Coronation Street yeah. is Jack P. Shepard. <laughs> I had to eliminate just because he just won. So. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm like, I don't want him to win again yeah. and I'm not entirely sure why. That's it. I mean, he's great, but he just won. So I'm like, yeah, no, let somebody else get it this year, bro. <laughs> so that's the better not walk us across the stage. Let's get to everybody else. So uh, EastEnders has two up this year, and I joked that they must have gave them two this year since Sean O'Connor got them shut out <laughs> last year. Yeah. But this year, EastEnders has Danny Dyers, Mick Carter up, and Zach Morris's Keegan Baker up. Uh, Baker. Baker up. Uh, also on Hollyoaks. Gregory Finnegan's James Nightingale is yeah. in that spot. I'm happy to see that. And, of course, the king of oh, Emmerdale, Jeff Hortley, who plays K Kane Dangle, <laughs> who, of course, is my pick for best actor. <laughs> and look, I'm just going to keep it real. Y'all know me and Lindsay stand for goddamn Jeff Hortley, so he had to win. I also stand for Gregory Finnegan. I love that boy. I would love yep. to see him win. But I've loved Kane longer. It's like, I'd be okay if anybody on this list made it across the stage except for Jack P. Shepard. Yes. But if Jeff Hordley doesn't, yes. I will be sad. Look, I'm <laughs> um, in Texas. Y'all will hear my screams of joy all the way in a UK I am playing. <laughs> I'd, I'd be, well, Danny Dyer hadn't even been on that long. Oh. Yeah, the the thing that I remember Danny Dyer and EastEnders, like I remember him doing that stupid prison storyline, which I hated, be it Mad at Linda, which I hated. So which I hated. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Keegan did the damn thing in that storyline with the knife crime and dealing with everything that happened after that, so I understood why he was here. Jeff had to deal with goddamn Bram setting Kane's ass up for murder, and it was fabulous. He he just, and, uh, and and Gregory Finnegan had to deal with Matt. <laughs> yeah, which which weighs him down. So I was like, no. <laughs> so that, that but, was exactly it too. I was like, you had to deal with Mac and Donna Marie and Romeo hating on him, and I was just like, if Jeff Hoodley doesn't win, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Cane dangle for life, baby. <laughs> yes, God. All right. So, scene of the year, which was won in 2018 by Lori and Abby, still shocking Christmas Day rooftop fall. Oh, <laughs> This one was another tough one, my God. All right. So, 
uh, up for the nomination. We'll keep it consistent on Emmerdale, Kane's Confession. On Hollyoaks, Brody Confronts His Abuser. On EastEnders, Shaquille's Funeral. And then on Coronation Street, Gail's Monologue. Um, at the time that I wrote this, I didn't have a pick. I do now, but I want to hear yours uh, first, baby girl. What are your thoughts on Scenes of the Year? So I didn't watch Shaquille's Funeral, so I have no say on that. So I couldn't for the life of me and tell you how good it was, how sad it was, how yeah. depressing it was. I have no fucking clue. Yes, I'll tell you, it was excellent. And the thing that EastEnders did with that, what John York was running that one, was he had real-life people who had lost children to uh, knife crime come onto the show and talk about their experience losing their children and their scenes were interwoven with the funeral that was playing out. And the last shot was like pictures, like the family, they, they did the, uh, like the little funeral part outside, the, like when they were bringing the uh, body to the grave. And mm -hmm. all the families that were featured in the show had these beautiful pictures of their children that had been killed. Girl, it was like, whew. So when I saw that, I was like, okay. I know why this is here. <laughs> so th that's that. That's why that's there, just to give you that background. Okay. So I watched Gail's monologue. I thought it was good, but I don't particularly think it was as strong as some of the other stuff on here. Kane's confession was really good. I rather enjoyed that. Again, you know, being the stand that I am, I don't particularly think it's going to win. Um, Brody confronting his abuser wasn't really, you know, I mean, it was great. It was done well, but again, it didn't have real people that came from, you know, knife crime ridden families coming in. So, based on the fact that I haven't seen it, but based on what you said, I honestly think Shaquille's funeral is going to win. But I wouldn't hold it against them if any of the other people watched. Because they were all rather good, but I don't think it's as good as literally having... You know, like you said, a whole flipping group of people who lost their kids to knife crime mm -hmm. as part of a funeral mm -hmm. for somebody who died from knife crime. I think that is rather poignant. Yes. So if that one doesn't win, that, that that's kind of sad. I think I was going to, when I said a minute ago I had my pick, my pick was going to be Gail's monologue. But listening to you talk, I'm thinking now it's probably going to be Shaquille's funeral. So I'm actually going to keep it 50-50 on that. So I'll, I'll change my mind. Yeah, it looks like Gail's monologue was pretty high up there. But mm -hmm. the fact that I think it was, I think based on the fact that it happened really, really early, I'm surprised that people actually remembered it. Well, no, no, no. Well, of course we remember. Baby girl, that was like the the end of Aiden's suicide. And listen, yeah. that episode, and we're about to talk about it in a minute, is still one of the best 
hours of soap oh, I have seen oh, yeah. in like a decade, right? That's true, yeah. And because that was so damn powerful for me, and, and Gail's monologue was part of that, I was thinking, hands down, cause look, I was into the weight. I cried. Oh my God. <laughs> the weight that they brought to that whole issue of Aiden passing and the reaction, Jesus Christ, like, whew. It like like that uh, crash on Emmerdale that they did a couple years ago. There's just mm-hmm. some hours of television that are so good. It's just yep. like Jesus. That was one of them. I think with Shaquille's funeral, you know, we live in the states, so every day we're hearing about kids getting shot. This group, people getting shot. They that people be shot. And I watch the news every day. I mean, political news is like what I watch almost as much as soaps, right? So yep. I'm so used to hearing stories about kids getting killed that while Shaquille's funeral was powerful for me, it wasn't as powerful for me as uh, yeah, Aiden's story. Yeah, the monologue. Because yeah. I, I, like- I think I'm, I'm sensitized, like, because we hear this so much here in the States. I'm so used to hearing about babies dying that it, I, it doesn't affect me as much. I'm not hearing as much about people getting suicide. Like, usually it is, you know what I mean, about gay people get, getting suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, gay people dying by suicide or transgender men and women dying by suicide is what, what I hear. But I don't hear that as much as I hear about, you know, kids getting shot up in school. So I think when I hear about suicides, even in the news, that always affects me more because I think about how much those people might have been going through to get to that point. And I feel like Coronation Street did a good job of expressing that emotion in story. Yeah. But I think for people who may not be so used to hearing all that talk about, you know, this person's dead because of gun violence, that person dead because of gun violence, I could see the real life people in Shaquille's funeral because that episode was phenomenal they did an excellent job with it and those people come in and sharing their own personal story whew, that was something else too so i can see that one edging out gail's monologue so yeah i think i think it, i'm it, have a slide with you on that one those two huh? it's a really hard choice between those two yeah. because while kane's confession was good and brody finally stepping up to Buster and saying, guess what? I know you abused me now. Yeah. You're doing it to Ollie too, you know. That, 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 just like, okay. <laughs> yes. I'm surprised the little dude who played Ollie hasn't been on here at all because that kid did some great work. Yeah, he's great. I like him. He's great. I've liked him since the first episode. He is excellent yep. on that show. Agreed. Yes, but... If he he's still there, he's he's gonna have time to win some stuff. So I'm not. Mad oh yeah, I'm like I still haven't even seen the trial stuff yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's jump to best single episode one in 2018 by three mothers, three daughters. Who that was a good episode. That of was Hollyoaks. a good episode. Yes, God, so good. Up for the nomination this year, and we're going to talk a little bit about these, so, of course, uh, Emmerdale, uh, Chaz and Patty say goodbye to Baby Grace on Emmerdale, on EastEnders, their excellent episode on consent, 
Coronation Street, Aiden Suicide, and the one I want to talk about a little bit, so Hollyoaks, Where Do I Belong? So when I saw the list, because I was behind on Hollyoaks, the only one I hadn't seen was Where Do I Belong? But uh, thanks to June Klin on Twitter, thank you very much, baby girl, uh, who directed me to the episode of Hollyoaks, which was uh, Where Do I Belong? Uh, I and Lens uh, actually watched that before we recorded. Yeah. Um, and it was basically about Steen, who is being manipulated by racists Racist. to kind of join his their little Nazi-ish gang because, in the words of, I guess, one of the leaders, once they get the gays, then they can get the girls then come the babies. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, baby girl, just just your thoughts on that episode. What did you think about that? Because I, I I think I know you'd seen the rest of them, and I had, I know I thought neither of us had seen that one, and I wanted us to be able to talk about this fully, seeing all four. So, what did you think of that that series of shows, the Hollywood well, one? Actually, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched that last episode. Okay. So I watched it, and I was just like. He already hates the flipping Asian family on the show. He flipping hates them. He thinks that they killed, or he thinks that uh, Mizpa killed Tegan. So if they manipulate him to the point where, you know, he'll beat up on somebody like that, he could potentially, you know beat up everybody in that family and not feel any remorse for it because he feels vindicated. Um, so, Lisa, I, so I'll, I'll share with you. So I watched The Week. So apparently what happened was Steve goaded, um, who was that? Uh, Imran, I think he's got the same name as dude on Corey. Imran, yeah. punching him, right? And then Imran got in trouble and I think maybe suspended from school or something, but because they thought that Imran attacked Steve unjustified, but Steve had goaded him into it. And the reason Steve goaded him into it is because those two guys, they have been kind of whispering in his ear and getting him to be more racist, right? So yeah. he, he, he did that on purpose. So basically what that episode was a culmination in that entire week of the, the week that I was telling you to watch basically showed those guys manipulating Steve and they were trying to get him to go to that little uh, pub that he went to and what he didn't know was happening outside was they were beating a man for being Muslim, uh, which was ridiculous. So I was just interested in us watching to get a feel for how that episode played against the other episodes that we saw. And I think after watching, it was clear. I was like, okay, it was good, but... But it's definitely not as good as the rest of them. Well, <laughs> yes. So, okay. I kind of put that episode, and I'm going to say the week, because I think the week leading up to it was good, and the consent episode along kind of the same line. Like, that consent episode was excellent as well. I just but... called it an episode that broke up. Uh, that broke everything. It was just like I, I liked it. It was really good. And it but was then, real. Uh, but well, again, the consent episode and the where do I belong episode. But again, but, it's not dead baby and it's not dead baby and, and it's dead son. I love dead baby. The the episode right. But, but did it 
Aiden Suicide. Yeah, and I think you just said not dead baby, not dead son, right? Yeah. Yeah. And look, I just said to Mingo, that Aiden Suicide episode is like the best episode of soap I've seen in a decade. So yep. it ain't no touching it. Like I thought Aiden Suicide, they did that. That that is everything. Uh, it was the best. It was just quality television. The power of the impact of suicide on a family, on a community. They had it all. I don't know how they crafted that piece of perfection, but they did it. It was no competition for me. Yes. What you thought? Oh, I agree. I was just like, I watched that episode of Hollyoaks and I'm like, I was debating whether I should have or not because I saw the list of the other episodes and I was just like, Aiden's suicide is going to win this, so why do I have to watch it? But I still watched it, and while I thought it was good, I liked the I liked the two sides of it, too. There was the Steve getting manipulated bit, and then there was the whole bit about uh, their aunt, or uh, Sammy, or the Malik's aunt, or whatever the fuck she was. Yeah. Manipulating or, or trying to manipulate Sammy through everything, and yeah. see, he was just like, "Screw this!" Yeah. But and that's not what happened. Sammy was being extra. Is what was happening. It was real cute. Yeah. The week the buildup was uh, the auntie met Sammy's little girlfriend, but Sammy was kind of on the fence about whether or not he liked Liberty, and mm-hmm. so her and. Uh, uh, I think he, she was talking to the little psychology student uh, niece. She was just telling her, you know what, I like that little girl. Well, I'm going to invite her over to dinner and let Sammy, you know, show this woman some love, right? And yeah. so uh, Sammy had a couple interactions with those little racists and Steve. And so he was kind of on edge anyway. But Sammy did that thing that gets on my nerves when it comes to minority students, with, uh, minority people who are facing racism. The thing that annoys me is how instead of taking their anger out on the racist, they turn around and take their anger out on uh, the family. And I hated that. And I do love uh, Hollyos because it looked like that episode had uh, both, uh, I can't remember the name of the writer, but it was a writer that I always liked. And then it looked like they got another writer who was actually Muslim to write the episode, Mm -hmm. or Asian, uh, from the name. And I thought that the words Sammy was saying was powerful and I felt where that was coming from. Like I could tell, you know, when the minority writer did their thing and I thought that was good. But just that whole annoying thing, like on Emmerdale where uh, Tracy is calling out a racist as being a bastard to Billy and then Billy's being mean to Tracy, his mama, his brother, April. No, save the anger for the racist. So I was just like, "Uh -uh, Sammy, you're doing too much. (laughs) So anyway, but still, Aiden Suicide, that's it. (laughs) That is the end all, the be all, I think. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah. So we're down to the last two categories. So, best storyline. One in 2018 by Lily Self Harm on Hollyoaks. Up Again, Coronation Street, Aiden Suicide. Uh, on Hollyoaks, I said Buster Crimes. <laughs> it's Buster's Not Abuse. Not worth it, just then. <laughs> and then on Emmerdale, it was Charity's Abuse Storyline. And then on EastEnders, it was The Knife Crime. So uh, what were your thoughts on Best Storyline, baby girl? 
So I have a definite one for both of these. This one was no contest for me at all. Uh, Hollyoaks, I do not want to walk across the stage because A, Buster is probably one of the worst villains I've ever seen on TV. Agreed. Even, even uh, he, he's pretty on par with uh, uh, Ricky there, uh, uh, Stuart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and while everything else about it was good, like watching the other two fight with it, Watching, you know, Brooke actually get involved. Emron gets involved later on, um, from what I gather anyway. But, you know, there wasn't really... uh, It wasn't really as big as the others. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same, and I hate saying this because it was done really good. Charity's abuse. <laughs> it was done really well. It was, you know, all that stuff. I didn't watch much of the knife crime one, but like you said, AIDS and suicide, man. I, I, I best flipping TV I've seen in ages. I, I, I couldn't not pick it. <laughs> It was it was just like everybody's reaction. Gail's monologue in there. You got, you know, Johnny going mad. You got Kate. You got the entire Connor family going mad. It was just really beautifully done, and it's hard not to pick that one. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't have put this on three flipping categories in a row without thinking that it wasn't good. And you know, baby girl, I wasn't thinking about this at the time, but check it. If Best Actress sees Carla Connor dealing with Aiden's death versus Lucy Pargeter dealing with her child's death, that may be Alice King's. Oh yeah, that's going to Alice King if that's the case. Because yes. she took it hard. Because I wasn't even thinking about it being linked to the suicide. I was thinking of it being linked to more of the recent, um, you know, crazy Carla stuff that Ian's doing. But who, girl, oh, that, that's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've only seen the beginning of the Buster storyline, and I've seen what happened afterwards. I didn't watch a lot of the middle, and I'm not going to because it's going to annoy me because I, I know a lot of things that happen. So I couldn't. Count yeah, it's like I I know a lot of things that happen too, but I'm one of those stupid people who like watching everything to make sure I'm not missing anything. Love us up is not a problem. Shucks. Um, Charity, I saw a little bit of her abuse storyline, and mostly what I saw I didn't like. So I was just kind of like, yeah, no. Um, EastEnders Knife Crime, like I said before, excellent. The, the storyline was excellent. It was told well. The episodes were powerful. I'm not, I'm not going to say a bad word about it because it was great. But whew, the emotion I felt with Aiden's suicide, I've already said it 50, 11 times. I'm not going to repeat it again. It yep. was phenomenal. This is going to be a tough one between EastEnders and Coronation Street. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. I, I said on the Twitter, <laughs> if Coronation Street or EastEnders wins Best Soap, our next category, Kate Oates wins. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, too. Because I was having trouble between those two because of that reason. Yes. So let's talk about it. So Breast British Soap 
won as it should have been in 2018 by Coronation Street under Kate Oates. Up for the nomination this year, Hollyoaks, Emmerdale, EastEnders, and Corey. Let me hear your reaction, baby girl, and then I'm going to tell you my pick, which I think will be have a little bit of, like uh, like Jake Hugo and the Young Turks like to say, a little bit of controversy. <laughs> you see, my thing is, is I did not pick Hollyoaks because, to be honest, I'm only on December 10th, so there hasn't been, or, or from what I've seen, there hasn't been anything worth British soap worthy other than the fact that Breda McQueen kills douchebags. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it, it, it's like, I know you don't like her, but she kills the scum, and that's why I like her. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not like an active dislike. I just don't care. Like, there are other characters I'd rather see elevated. Oh, definitely. And but it's she just... off my Louis Love Day. No, thank you. I, I can't forgive that. What? You mean you didn't like the rotary phone death? I haven't seen it, but you can't, you know, that's, I have loved the actor who plays Louis Loveday since he was in Metrosexuality, one of my favorite television series of all time. Yeah. So even though they turned him into Allie Gorman and made him a bastard, I can't be having nobody kill my Louis, no. I want him on the show long term to be redeemed, not replaced by Simone's daddy, now. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Um, I did not pick Emmerdale. Because it was Ian McLeod then. So I did not pick Emmerdale. Um, it was really tough between EastEnders and Corey. I did not watch the first half of year of EastEnders. So I couldn't really give much of a, you know, good thing for it up until like the second half which it kind of got better <laughs> um and the stuff that's happening right now with Kate Oates is what actually made it hard for me to pick between that and Corey because Corey actually had some really amazing stuff last year too you know Aiden's suicide uh <laughs> And, and the baby, and the name's cancer, and everyone going apeshit over little itty-bitty things. And, you know, uh, who's the space Jude, and that whole nonsense. And I, I was having so much trouble picking between the two. So I wouldn't have problems with either one of those two winning it. But, again edged out based solely on the storyline that started the year, I picked Coronation Street. Okay. So, let me talk to you about my surprising and possibly controversial... Please don't say Emmerdale. <laughs> I will pitch it to say Emmerdale. Let You're going to say Emmerdale. <laughs> Okay, so listen, I got it. So, when I did the long list, I chose Jack P. Shepard for Best Actor. Really? I chose uh, 
Lucy for uh, from uh, Emmerdale for Best Actress, and yeah. I chose East Enders for Best Soap. At the time, I was thinking about uh, David's rape storyline on Coronation Street, uh, the death of Baby Grace on Emmerdale, and I was thinking about how fire both John York and uh, Kate Oates have had EastEnders the whole time, right? Yeah. But then when it was short list time, my calculus changed a little bit because I was like, okay. So I stuck with uh, Lucy Parkater for yeah. Best Actress. Yeah. I had to pick Kane Dingle for Best Actor. Damn. Right? Right. And, and, and at that time, I had forgotten that Jack P. Shepard, like when I did my long list, I'd forgotten that Jack P. Shepard had just won for Best Actor. So I was like, okay, he's good. He doesn't need that again. So then I started thinking about Best British Soap. And I was like, okay, let's think about this for a minute. So EastEnders, yes, had the creative influence of John York and Kate Oates. But a lot of EastEnders was annoying because EastEnders uh-huh. did that thing where it was like, I'm going to focus on one villain. So like for six months of the show, it was, I'm going to focus on Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. Yeah. For the next six months of the That's show, true. it was all, I'm going to focus on Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. And yes, there were other storylines around that, but that was the main thrust and that was annoying. So I started That's thinking, hmm, I don't know about EastEnders. So then I was like, okay, let's think about Coronation Street. Okay. So now at the time, I was not thinking about how Coronation Street would include Aiden's suicide, right? Because that was May of last year. The British Soap Awards was like June 1st around there of 2018. So I was kind of thinking summer and beyond, right? But I was thinking, okay, well, Kate Oates had her close to feeling and then... All that stuff, but that ended in December, and then Ian came on and ruined everything. So I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know about Corey. So then I was like, Holly Oaks, I just hadn't watched enough, so I was just kind of like, hmm, I think I'm going to give a pass on that because I haven't seen enough. And then I started thinking about Emmerdale. And I thought to myself, hmm, when did Emmerdale's new production team start? So I went on the Google and I checked it. I was like, oh. I was like, they started in August. So that means... From August of last year to date, all the good shit we've been seeing on Coronation Street has been because of this new team. So they have been the team that has been in place the longest, and Emmerdale has been must-see soap the entire time this new regime has been in place. So when I was thinking about it like that, I was like, (laughs) Emmerdale sweeping my my picks, Emmerdale best soap. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. Now when I think about it, you're right, because I don't actually go and check, like, the production, like, what you do. I kind of just watch, and then I realized, as you were saying that, was Emmerdale's the one that I always go to watch first mm-hmm. when I do my binge. Yes. I don't turn on EastEnders. I don't turn on Hollyoaks unless I have a lot I have to watch, and I don't turn on, well, obviously now I don't turn on Coronation Street, mm-hmm. but... You're right. Emmerdale is the one that I always go to watch first because I always want to see what happens with, you know, based on what I see. The ladies that are running that show have perfected the way to tell 
multiple storylines in an engaging way and to make them all interesting. Like they're even taking characters that I didn't like at all. Like that Dawn, I couldn't stand that Dawn girl. But then putting oh, I her still in still can't stand Dawn. But you know, putting her in that story with um who's our girl? Who's former cop priest? Harriet. Yeah, Harriet. Has been Ex that was an excellent choice. And then also getting uh, her hooked up with Ryan as a friend, like that was excellent too. Like uh, just the way they're, they're, they're crafting the stories and uh, just putting everything together, it, it's just working. Like that team of three, it's they're just gelling, blending, making the show watchable. Nobody could say that what they're doing with Jacob and Maya is not one of the most talked about stories in soaps. And when that blows mean up... I like it, though. True. But when that blows up, and you know that's going to be coming, oh, I hell think yeah. that's going to make that, soap a, that show a contender for next year as well. And then they brought back Queen Kim, and Kim is yeah, wreckage. Right. I mean... So the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, Emmerdale. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just like, I wasn't thinking about, like, the second half of the year. I was thinking solely on the fact that I didn't watch anything from the first half of the year. I was just like, meh. But think it's about fine. it. So this apparently, the time period is apparently like May of 2018 to April of 2018. If you think of who was in charge and what stories we liked for most of that time, for me, I like m most of what was going on on Emmerdale more than the other two soaps. Oh yeah, as of as of right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although the only thing now that I'm I'm realizing that this does include Aiden suicide, which again is the best. If that is what is got Coronation Street up for British best British soap, I can see it edging out Emmerdale. But for oh, me, yeah. though, th th those are the two that are top contenders. If EastEnders gets it, I, I can understand that as well. But yeah, for me, I'm I'm still going to go, I'm going with Emmerdale is my pick. I'd say Corey would be my number two. If it's, if it's, if it's including the suicide stuff, I'll say 1.5 just because I want well, Emmerdale to have love. <laughs> because it's all listed. If Aiden's suicide wasn't listed as a short runner, it yeah. wouldn't have counted. So, yeah, so I'm I'm gonna hold it down for Emmerdale, but I can I can see Corey taking it, I can see Eastenders taking it, but I think probably Corey and Emmerdale have more of a shot than uh Eastenders. But I'm going all in on Emmerdale this year. <laughs> and we'll see if that takes home Best British Soap in twenty nineteen. Yes. So everyone, so Tune in to the British Soap Awards. That's going to be on June 1st of this year. Um, and as we did last year, we will record our, our reactions to the winners. And we will add that to the end of this episode after the credits. So uh, expect that episode to be posted no later than June 8th or rather that addendum to this episode <laughs> to be posted no later than June 8th. We're going to give ourselves a week to get that up. So June 1st, British Soap Awards. By June 8th, our reactions to the award show will be posted at the end of this episode, and we'll see how one of the toughest category years for the British Soap Awards have panned out. I think it's going to be one hell of a show. Mm-hmm. I agree.
Even if Philip Schofield hosts it, maybe Aunt and Beck should host it one Why year. Why do you do this? Why do you do this every <laughs> year? Why do you clown that man? He is fantastic. You need to let it go. Come to I will come to never the let go of my hatred of Philip Schofield. <laughs> he is I great. I never allow it. Look, Mara McQueen loves him for a reason, girl. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you hate on that beautiful man. <laughs> Half of us love you over here, Philip. <laughs> All right, everybody. So we are out of this piece or back in a couple minutes. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. And we're back after the credits <laughs> to talk our reactions to the 2019 British Soap Awards because I've already done the intro and this is the same show I'm just going to say my homegirl Lens is with me <laughs> yep I, I haven't left I have I'm, not left I'm yeah. always tempted when I know I'm doing these mid-credit things to do like a reintroduction, but I'm like, dude, you're halfway through the show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, already here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we have watched the British Soap Awards, and before we get to talking about specifics, just give me an overview, baby girl. How do you feel like your husband did hosting the show? <laughs> you shut the front door. <laughs> I fucking hate him. <laughs> Uh, do you know you love you some Mac Nightingale? He's not Mac Nightingale. He just looks like <laughs> He has a creepy resemblance, and he made a joke about him, too, which really made me giggle. So he, he did give me one good thing, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so how do you feel about just the show overall? The show in itself was pretty good. I, I did have a few, you know, sad moments, which we'll, we'll talk about, because there were much more deserving people for, or, or much more deserving stuff for a couple of the things that I have in mind right now. But, uh, yeah, overall, I think it was pretty good. We were pretty on point with a lot of our uh, observations and our guesses with the people who we thought were going to win and who we were, you know what I mean. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Um, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was excellent. And even some of the surprises that happened, uh, well, 95% of the surprises I was good with, the other five I was like, huh? So, but let's talk about it. So some of the biggest upsets of the night came courtesy of a, show we know very well because that show got us both into podcasting. <laughs> yes, God. So let's let's start talking about the upset. Baby girl, best British soap that you were giving to I don't remember if you picked Corey or Eastenders. Did you pick Corey or Eastenders? I'm all with Emmerdale. I think I picked Corey and okay. you picked Eastenders. I could be incredibly wrong. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think it was that way. Yeah, because I think I was thinking Emmerdale because of everything, you know, how good it's been for most of the year. And then we were talking about Corey Eastenders, The Knife Crime, and Aiden Suicide, maybe taking it over the finish line. But the public, they rebuked us, and Hollyos got best British soap. 
How shocked were you when you saw that result? I was kind of shocked, mostly because what I've seen so far, based on, you know, what was in there and everything, wasn't all that great, besides, you know, the Buster stuff. But there's still the whole Sinead getting raped thing that they did included in there. There was the whole uh, uh, Lily self, self-harming again storyline in there. So I could see where a bunch of people would vote and say there was a whole bunch of issues that were included later on that we missed or haven't seen yet to make it the best soap. But I still don't think it's the best soap. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I was shockingly not upset by this the way I was I upset that. the year Ian McKellen gave Steve Hay the British Soap Award for how yeah. well, they definitely did not deserve it that year. I, I love that he showed up again this year, too. I thought that was interesting, and that should have been a sign of things to come. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like the universe is giving Hollyoaks love because, honestly, the past couple years on the show, like, have been excellent. Like, over the past couple of years, there have been times when Hollyoaks was better than both EastEnders and Emmerdale. EastEnders under the production of Sean O'Connor, Emmerdale under the production of Ian uh, McLeod, and it didn't get a lot of love during those years. So I'm not mad at it. And a lot of times when I'm watching Hollyoaks these days, I'm like, the writing is good, the story is good, the acting is good. I'm not mad at it. So Yeah, them bringing Sinead back was definitely a highlight of the show this year for sure. I just, I think think it's interesting how they got into because they're kind of the dark horse because... Corey kind of had a shaking, shaking production. EastEnders, a lot of people wasn't feeling what, uh, you know, the uh, John York had done. I thought it was fine. At yeah, Emmerdale, I thought the, the Charity and Vanessa fans was going to take it over the top, but no, they had Alios took it. So I'm not mad at it, but it was nope. definitely shocking. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, interesting. Like, it, was, it was good. It was, it was good. Definitely a good change. It was, it was very nice to see Hollyoaks win for the first time in a few years. Yes. And I really deserve it. Yes. Now, let's talk about something still Hollyoaks related, but where I was just like, no, sir. <laughs> Villain of the year. Shockingly, Claire <laughs> King Queen Kim Tate on Emmerdale was, was robbed. Out. Now, yep. Stuart Highway did not deserve it, so no. Trevor Royal was on Coronation Street for two seconds, so no. But how the hell Kim Tate go be bested by Hollyoaks Buster Smith? What happened? What's your thoughts, girl? My my thing was was they used her in a villainous way. And the way they used her as a villain was when she was trying to seduce Kane to, you know, just seduce Kane. But <laughs> I was just like, while Buster himself was a villain, he was more of like the sick, disgusting, you should have been in jail 15, 20 years ago villain and managed to steer clear of it. And I was just like, this guy is a 
fucking ass, and he does not deserve this, and I don't know why he's even, uh, well, I know he's in jail now, but, yeah, he didn't, no, nuh-uh, he did not deserve that, I did not want him to win, I wanted Claire King to win, like a ball, but, you know, there you go. I don't disagree, I thought that was Claire's to lose, and I feel like, uh, Emmerdale has just written gold when it comes to Claire King's portrayal of T- Kim Tate. She has been a boss since she has returned uh, to that show from that party that she threw and she got her ass thrown down the stairs to try to evict everybody in the goddamn village. I mean, to, yes, manipulating Kane, and uh, not just Kane, homegirl <laughs> broke up Megan and her man. <laughs> yeah, you know broke, up, broke up Graham and Megan. I'm hey. sad. Like, she has been a boss diva biatch soapy and fabulous like soap's love and need and support so I was just like so you got all that goodness against annoying steward barely there Trevor Royal and then I just I feel like uh, Nathan who plays Buster like he hasn't been like he seemed like a nice guy when he did his speech and everything, but I haven't been impressed with his acting. Like I feel like he was the weakest. Yeah, snake. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, he he was not the best actor, yeah. and you can tell he was Welsh just by listening to him on the show. And like, honestly, yeah. if I was playing yeah. a sexual predator, I mean, I wouldn't put my heart into it. Like you don't necessarily want somebody to put their heart into. Yeah, it's like you don't want your heart to go into. Guess what? I've basically yeah. fondled. 15 year old boys for 20 years for him to win over Claire King I was like uh uh bro <laughs> yeah I was, I was not okay with that either so so yeah. I understand yeah he was really my only one he was the only one where I was just like no what are you doing and I didn't even pick him for my better not walk the ass across stage I just thought he was definitely not gonna get it but yeah, oh, that I, was like, there I was I was just like uh <laughs> yeah, so that was probably the biggest what the fuck <laughs> of the night. <laughs> kind of the upset of the show for me, to be yeah, honest. Agreed. Yeah, no, but I was like, all right, all right, Buster. <laughs> Whatever. All right, well, let's go through the rest of the nominees and let's jump into another upset. <laughs> Best newcomer. I was thinking this was going to be all James Moore, uh, Ryan from Emmerdale. Uh, I can't remember who you picked. Were you with him as well? Was that your pick, Baby Girl? I wanted it to be him, but I think I think I picked Talia from Right. I I know you and I talked about that, so I think that was right. But neither one of our picks got it. It went to the cutie that plays Emerald Coronation Street. How you feel about that one? I'm not actually sad about that, only because she came on during K.O.'s run to start, mm-hmm. and she was real. She was really funny, and they wrote good stuff for her. And then I, I did see a few things she did with, you know, Ian, and she's just not as funny as she was. So I'm with it for the first part or the first like four months and not for it for the other you know however long she was there so i 
really was kind of iffy about it, but I really wanted Talia to win. I'm gonna say I was happy for her because you know what? The sister is cute, she is yep. funny, and she is still in scenes. They had her paired with David, they have her in the salon, and every yep. little scene she's in, she's always stealing little things, so I can see it. And she, and she was with Chesney for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that Chesney storyline was good too. So I'm not mad at it. She's so cute, and then her little huh? speech was all cute and excited and everything. I was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> she was so cute so i loved it i was very happy that she won so uh yeah so all right uh, girlfriend got it so because i got this on my mind because i think of her as kind of a comedy performance we'll just jump real quick to like best comedy for best comedy a person from doctors got it like it was definitely a shot like i didn't expect the person from doctors to be kim fox and nicola from emmerdale or liberty how does liberty could have easily won best newcomer as well and she's been excellent so that was another one i was kind of like okay <laughs> i'm like it was fine but there's always that one category that the doctor still wins in yeah. there's never a full main four there's always that one time that doctors win something. So let's talk about some things that made me giggle. We called Best Young Performance, which went to Kara Lee Fernandez's Bailey. We called yep. Best On-Screen Partnership with which to Kara Lee and Roger, who got up there and was like, uh, there's one award up here, there are two of us. <laughs> Best yeah, On-Screen Jillian Wright's got Best Female Dramatic Performance. East Enders cleaned up in three uh, excellent categories. What are your thoughts? We, we called all those. They were all wonderfully thought out. I was okay with every single choice in that department because, you know, I picked them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were all well-deserved. It was nice to see that Kara Lee Fernandez won two awards to that night, not this one. It was very nice to see. She has two nice little awards sitting up on her wall now. I loved her little speeches both times. It was very cute. Uh, Jillian's was very well done, too. She was very, you know, she was very in the zone there. But, you know, it, it was very, very well done stuff. So, yeah, I'm I'm all for those because, you know, like I said, we picked them. So we knew what was coming when we picked them, and we saw it happen. So there you go. Yes. Let's talk about uh, Emmerdale because Emmerdale actually did not pick up as much as I thought they would uh, for Emmerdale. The lone award that they got was, deservingly in my opinion, for Best Actress. Uh, your poor Karen Taylor from EastEnders was shout out. And it went to Lucy Farquhar to ask yep. How'd you feel about that one? I, I was more than okay with that because they picked some really great stuff for her reel. That was really cool. Yes, I was glad that she won because Jazz and Patty got shut out of a couple of categories where I thought they might scoop it up. So I was glad, you know, as the show was coming to a close to see Lucy award it when she needed to because she's been a boss as Chaz forever. I think when the award was announced, uh, the host said that it was her first win in like 17 years on the show. So I thought, 
beautiful boss deserve it. Indeed. <laughs> so yes, I thought that was that was just excellent. Yes. So let's talk Corey. So I thought Corey was going to take home best soap, to be honest, because Corey was just picking up award after award. Uh, they got scene of the year for Gail yep. Monologue, for Gail. which I called. Of course, best single episode for Aiden's Suicide. I've said it repeatedly. One of yep. the best hours of television in 10 years. And they also took that home for uh, best storyline as well. So yep. how were you feeling about those three? Yeah, I was I was on board with those two. Yeah, I did go with the nice storyline for EastEnders, but I was pretty on board with how they went. Again, it was a fight between those two for me as well. For EastEnders on all accounts almost, it was between Corey and EastEnders on the knife crime storyline, on the funeral scene. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised. That one didn't pick up any awards, and I am actually kind of shocked. I thought it would take at least one um, of those awards, but... It, it, it didn't, and, you know, I don't know. I think it was kind of like I was saying, you know, it's real, and I think that a lot of people, you know, well, I don't know. Just for me, you know, maybe it's maybe it's too close to home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But the story was still excellent. But, yeah, Corey deserved the love that it did because, oh, my God, that suicide story, it was just, it was just the best. a lot of weight. He looked uh, he's got a lot of hair. I was like, all right, baby boy, go ahead on. And I forgot that he was with old girl from Hollyoaks. So I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yes. All right. And then let's wrap it up. So bringing it back to um, Hollyoaks. So both best male dramatic performance and best actor. Went uh, to Holly Oaks. Uh, now, you, I'm going to have you call the talk the best male dramatic performance because you called that one. But then I'm going to talk about best actor. So, give us your thoughts on Brody taking it home for male dramatic performance. You have no idea how flippant excited I was to see that man walk across that stage. <laughs> I I was just like, I would not be surprised if he won. Because he probably had the best reel there. I kind of wish Ali was in there too. Because he deserved one just as much. And I was just like, this is beautiful. It was nice to see somebody. Like, that went through the entire show too. Buster's abuse story. And I know the people. But the only person to actually get something from it was the person who acted the most in it besides Ollie. And he did such a great job, and he's one of the best man criers I've ever seen. And he's adorable, and I love him, and he was great. <laughs> and I really wasn't feeling Brody when he first came to uh, Hollyoaks. I didn't like his story of being jealous of Scott. I thought that was annoying. But he has done excellently in this uh, storyline, so I wasn't mad at him uh, picking up that win uh, at all. He's definitely one of the highlights uh, in the story. So yeah, I thought that that was, that was excellent. What I also thought was excellent was how the guy that I picked for best actor a couple of years ago 
came and stole Final the win. Yes, uh, on Hollyoaks. So Gregory Finnegan took it home for Hollyoaks as James Nightingale. And the thing that I love is that I think after you and I recorded the uh, shortlist episode, I was catching up on Hollyoaks, and I think I watched some episodes. I watched the episode where James had found out that Mac had died, and he was reacting to it. And at the time, I wrote on Twitter, now, if this scene right here, because it was excellent, I was like, if this scene right here is what has uh, Gregory Finnegan up for Best Actor, y'all watch out for the dark horse and then they showed the clips for best actor and they showed that clip the clip of him reacting and then crying with uh, Harry talking about you know his father's death and I was like oh snap and then they said Gregor Finnegan I was like I knew it <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was in for it man I was totally in for it look I won it came to win but I hadn't seen that scene when you and I talked but last but after I saw it, I was like, ooh, Gregory Finnegan may have this and show enough. <laughs> he showed it. And I think it's great. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, to hold you over until 2020, I'll give you another. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Bye, y'all.